mob, what is up? We are here for another Q and A. Uh, all my YouTube people, this this is Primer. I've been painting, doing some projects around the house. Um, I am your host, A Train Wayne. Needs to be said, apparently. Looking at you, Charles. Got a plug out there. Uh, I'm here with the usuals. Got Beggs and uh, Goni. What's up, boys? Gentlemen. Listen, I, I guess we'll just start with uh, we'll we'll start with the happening. So you know, it needs to be said the doink the doink champagne bottle has been broken. Yours truly, if you watched the last episode, yours truly won the first doink bet of the year. And it's unfortunate because, you know, it didn't have anything to do with, you know, performance or anything like that. Just me simply saying Goni's wrong. Goni's saying he's not wrong. Me being right, he is wrong. Um, So, uh, you know, I wanted to make a big deal out of it. Uh, You know, essentially, for all my YouTube people, I sent this video to Goni. All right, and for uh, all my Spotify and Apple podcast, all my listeners, um, uh, what I did was I um, took like I made it elaborate, right, boys? Goni, you're you're even unsure of the details. I took a raising canes to go box, filled it with Rotel salsa, right, and then I put a note on it that said Goni's forehead, and then I drew a beautiful, like a beautifully graphic picture of a. Uh, a, a nutsack. <laughs> I I, so I put I put the Goni's forehead Rotel to go thing under my truck tire, and I taped the picture um, to my truck wheel. Started it up, you know, set my phone up to get the perfect shot of it. Long story short, I ran over my phone. Worth so it. worth it. Worth Took it. an L. I was the one who was christened upon on a, on the first doink bet of the Mad Fantasy Football podcast. It was worth every second. Every second. It sounds like Wayne's phone was christened. Oh, man. It was great. Was he sent beautiful. me the video. He sent me the video. He, he FaceTimed me afterwards, and I was crying real tears of happiness. It was <laughs> it was awesome. You know, worth it. I to That's how important these doink bets are to me, uh, Mad Mob. I I'd run over a million phones just to do this to Goni once. So worth it. I, I was crying real te- tears as well. Like right when I went over there, because I knew I did it, because like my, my truck kind of jumped forward, and I knew. I knew it. I went over there. You know, I reversed a little bit more, and I looked down, and I saw it. I looked at the the case was down. Like it was screened down, and the case had my literal tire tread on it. And I said, nah, that ain't good. It wasn't good. Wasn't good. Man, we're not, we're not throwing these doinks out there willy nilly, man. This is this is a prideful group of friends here. Doink means everything. No, and everything again. I'll I'll run over this. I'll run over a phone a million times just to just to doink both of these fools. But all right, let's make it happen. <laughs> memories, <laughs> memories were made. This weird memories green were made. green flickering line. Um, Hey, All right, Wayne, Q and A six. Begs, what's up, man? I've got a question. It's not fantasy related, but I want to know your opinion. I was really put into a box today. I didn't have a good answer. How much money would your wives need to make on a monthly basis for you to be okay with her having an OnlyFans account? For her putting those piggly wigglies out there. 
How much would she have to make for what? For you to uh, officially authorize an OnlyFans account. Uh, what kind of OnlyFans are we talking about? Are we talking like... Whatever makes the money. It, that could be Piggly Wigglies. It could be it could be her doing weird things. If it's Piggly Wigglies, like if it's are we t- are we talking like straight foot fetish action? Foot fetish action. She can make twenty bucks a month. It's it's a foot. You know what I mean? The pigliest but, of the wiggliest. What if it what if it was uh, other uglies, other un- unmentionables? What would it take, Joe? I don't think I Just I don't me- think I would ever do full. Full frontals, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Uh, it'd have to be a. It'd have to be. Eh, no, I don't think I'd ever. I, unless I, I would never see. I would never see Aubrey saying, you know, I can make a lot of money doing this. You know what? It, so I don't think that conversation. Because I'm, I, you know me, I'm never the type to say that my wife can't do something. But man, it would. That'd be a tough talk. Goni. For uh, for Stacy to have an OnlyFans account, man. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's something that that's gonna happen, dude. I can't, uh, especially where she's in the school system. I just don't think that's gonna happen. What if Bob from Buffalo says, "Hey, look, I'll give you ten grand, and I just need X, Y, and Z to happen." Are you just turning a blind eye to it? It depends what no. X, y, X, Y, and Z is. Of course, I ain't yeah, turning I mean, no blind come eye. On now. This is a family things podcast. To the imagination here. It's a family podcast. You know, I won't. We won't go any further than that. But I was just curious. Wow, well, you Especially seem you seem curious. Like there's some some personal things going on in your life. <laughs> the question was presented to me, and I and it, I had to think about it. I didn't have a really good answer for it. I don't know, man. Like on one hand, it's free cash. Like it's just, you know. It's fine. Like it's just if it's a video, it's I don't really care. But as soon as somebody hits the DMs and starts getting weird about it, I have a problem. But that's the point of OnlyFans. I was gonna say that's almost guaranteed. I feel like because I feel like isn't isn't like part of those subscriptions like like you get like some like like a like a morning DM like an evening DM a good night DM yeah like like that's the point like that's like a higher subscription level is. DMs, personal like personalized photos, like this yeah. and that. You know what I'm saying? Well, so what, what what got the attention was we realized like that these some people make millions a month a month on OnlyFans. And, like I don't care if she writes Bob from Buffalo like a personalized like good morning letter. I don't care about that. It don't bother me. But when Bob from Buffalo asked her to, you know. Uh, insert certain things in certain places. I might have a problem with that, but but at the same time, like I still I might be okay with it unless Bob from Buffalo shows up at at the front doorstep. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I guess man, you seem like you're in a in a real conundrum. I don't know. I was just curious what you all think. I guess it's a hard no for both of you. Yeah, I'm all out right. on that. Fair enough. It's not the hardest no I've ever thrown down, but it, it's it's. It's it's a pretty pretty solid no. You only ten grand a month. Just nah, sh- man. Nah, 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 nah. A hundred, a hundred grand a month. You can quit tomorrow. 
nah, 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 nah. It's just the stigma, bro. The stigma, nah. Man. Five hundred a month, bro. Will you stop raising the bar here? I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to answer some questions, man. Right, hey, so. wait. Let me let me throw another one at him real quick. A million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like uh, from our office people. It's like when Dwight Schrute is billion. is trying to stall. He's like, "How many? One, <laughs> two, three. Now hear me out. Four. <laughs> no, but Goni, what if you're involved? Goni? Uh, nah, still no, no. Good. Goni, would would Stacy let you do it if you were bringing home a hundred grand a month? Probably not. No, okay. My wife's all about the coin, bro. She'd sell my body in a heartbeat for a hundred grand a month. <laughs> no doubt about it. Luckily, she ain't got to worry about that ever. You got, <laughs> you got a nickel body, son. <laughs> hey, listen. Some people like chubby, fat, fat dad bods, man. Yeah, well, I, I got At what point? Uh, I got another question for you. At what point does are we not chubby anymore? At what point I'm can chubby. you just say I'm fat? Hmm. Well, we're dads. We just have like a dad bod. We're just built. Yeah, we're but built. some guys have dad bods and some guys are fat. I mean, what's what's that threshold? Is it 300 pounds? Well, like what's it? I feel like a dad bod is just, you know, like I'm just built. Just like he has no time to work on his body. He's too busy fathering. Like that, that could be any kind of look. Like there's a certain frumpiness to fat. I don't think we're there yet, are we? Well, don't say we because you got me by like a hundred pounds. So I, well, like, I, I was more so talking ooh, to you. That's just not true at all. Goni's Goni's just the most annoying. He's got the Usain Bolt of metabolisms, the Tyreek Hill of metabolisms. Let's go. This man eats like uh, we when we work second shift. He he'd come home and he'd eat a pizza, and I'd hear him unwrapping candy. And when we play Xbox, it was on the mic. I'd hear he'd he'd be I'd hear candy wrappers in the background. He'd be like, "Oh, dude, it's the best piece of cheesecake." And then like uh, ten minutes later, he'd be like, "Hang on, my pizza's done." Like this man would down two thousand calories after work, no problem, and just skinny, pissing me off. Like I'm pretty sure I gained five yeah. pounds just listening to everything he was eating. Hey. Q and A, best of times. Q and A. Let's get to it. Uh, I th- we're not doing Reddit questions today, right? It's just we're going straight Facebook mode. We're gonna do some Facebook today. Yep. Facebook. I, I might have one one Reddit at the end if we have time. Oh, okay. So okay. go out on. All right. Well, uh, let's kick it off. Our first one here is from Drew Purcelli. He wants to know Tony in a late twenty three first or Cortland Sutton. Who? Kadarius Tony. That is. I. And uh, a late uh, what first? Late twenty three first. Or Cortland Sutton. Uh, in a, is it a? I mean, it's a PPR, right? We're going to assume. We can assume that. I mean, it it doesn't say. It's kind of just in a vacuum here. It's kind of hard because there's a lot of people that are really high on Kadarius Tony. So uh, a lot of people are just are just sitting on this one because of the next year's class is so good. I'm not high on Kadarius Tony at all, but I'm very high on the 2023 class. In a vacuum, it's hard because I'm like, well, does he need a running back? Because there's plenty to go around. Does he need a quarterback? Because there's some great ones coming out. Um, in a vacuum, I'm taking I'm taking Cortland Sutton because a late first, eh? 
And I'm really low on Kadarius Tony. So it's my opinion. You got Biggs. It's an easy Cortland Sutton for me, man. Uh, a bird in the hands worth two in the bush. I think this guy's proven. You haven't seen him yet with an accurate quarterback. Uh, you know, this guy this guy has a lot of uh, a lot of deep routes run, number six last year in deep targets. And I think uh, a Russell Wilson deep ball is head and shoulders above a Drew Locke deep ball. So I think it's a Cortland Sutton for me, easy. Yeah, I'm on board with you guys. Cortland Sutton is the pick here. Easy. I mean, like you said, Russell Wilson's in town. We don't even know if Kadarius Tony is going to be a factor. They went out and got Wandale Robinson in the draft. They We've heard trade rumors about Kadarius Tony already. He was punching guys in the helmet last year, so you never know if we see more of that this year. And, uh, yeah, I just like the proven talent. I think we've seen a breakout from Cortland Sutton in the past, um, and I think this will be his career year this year. So, and, and like you said, like you said before, like people are riding his monster game into greatness, but, like, if he didn't have that game, if he didn't have that one singular game, you know, where would he be on your all's list, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm not riding one, I'm not riding one game to, to make him noteworthy. Absolutely. I think uh, I would rather put my money on going and getting an OnlyFans account than Kadarius Tony avoiding another suspension in his NFL career. See, the odds are most likely in your favor. Yeah. <laughs> most All likely. Right. Yeah. Most likely. Most likely. All right. We have a uh, philosophy question here from Michael Yutzi. He wants to know, do the highest percentage of teams that win it all have the highest overall roster value in their league? We've kind of talked about this a little before. The way I'm interpreting this as far as the overall roster value would probably be most points, right? Roster value. Well, my first thought was, is this redraft or dynasty? Well, hey, um, I don't think that is relevant to the – I think how I'm interpreting that question is, is the guy that has like the overall highest ranked players – always win it you know what i'm saying like does there's a guy that has you know cooper cup and keenan allen just just look at the team we faced last year where he has jonathan taylor dalvin cook aj brown stefan diggs um uh, i forgot the quarterback but he was loaded he was absolutely stacked and it was his team has been good enough the last two years to make it to the super bowl but not good enough to win it and so i mean for me for me question yeah, no, it, I don't think necessarily you have to have the best and highest valued team. It's kind of you just make the playoffs and then you get hot for three weeks, right? Yeah, yeah I, it's the playoff teams. I think the, I think the, the playoff teams have the best value after that's crapshoot. It, it's like we, we've talked about this before. Like the best team, the best drafted team, the best in-season management it, is what gets you to the playoffs. And then once you're in the playoffs – it's just who performs because everybody in the playoffs obviously has a good team and, and uh, playoffs happens. Anybody can beat anybody. You just got to put yourself in the best position to win. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of me. The best teams are going to make the playoffs. Yeah. And then from there it's, it's not a crap shoot. It's not, and I'm not saying it's all luck because you obviously put yourself in a better position to win it all. But I mean, it, it is a little bit of luck when you get to the playoffs because it's all good of, teams. A lot of luck. 
It's three weeks. Three weeks of just getting hot and hoping you're better than the other guy, man. That's all. It's, it's like the Sweet 16 NCAA tournament, man. I mean, the best team doesn't always win it all. Just the way it goes. It's true. Uh, Kento Bento Chastine wants to know. Dynasty Superflex. The Superflex has nothing to do with this question. Pick one for a contender. Uh, DeAndre Swift or Najee Harris? DeAndre. Yeah. DeAndre for me too, man. Uh, Detroit's offensive line is head and shoulders above Pittsburgh's. Um, I think Swift takes a big leap this year, man. I really do. I, I worry about Najee, man. He's just, as Wayne has said before, his efficiency scares me. You know, and if you take away that game uh, in Cincinnati last year where he had, what, 19 completions or 19 targets on 14 completions or something like that. I think it was 19 receptions. 19 receptions. It was yeah. something. If you take that away, I mean, I think he drops to like RB8 or 9, which I think is about where he's at. Give me Swift. Yeah. That's fair. I'm I'm on board as well. They're talking about bringing Najee's usage, usage down. He had – almost 400 opportunities last year. They're grinding this man into the dirt already. Uh, Detroit likes to run. He's going to get his receptions out of the backfield being swift. Um, So, yeah, I I like it as well. I'm completely fine with that. And they're going to be down a whole lot. Their defense isn't stout like the Steelers are. So, I mean, check downs, check downs, check downs, check downs. Mm -hmm. Um, Eric Inigo asks, Dynasty PPR, 10 teams. So, a little bit more depth to it. Would you rather have Austin Eckler or a 22-106, a 22-201, and a 23 first? So, 106, 201, and a 23 first or Austin Eckler? I, I hate these questions because I think these in particular, you have to know his roster makeup to be able to answer. That's fair. You know, it, if you look at it in a vacuum, is that good trade value for Eckler? Yeah, I think you're taking two ones for Eckler. Um, I still like Eckler. I because like I said, I'd rather have the proven production. One hundred six is what like a Lave, Garrett Wilson range. About that territory. That sounds right. Yeah, I, I think I'm. I think I'm taking Eckler if you're winning now, man. You know, I mean, what do you think, Wayne? You know I love Eckler. It's it's hard to trade him away. What what was he getting out of it? The 106 201 this year and the 2023 first. Uh, I wish he told us where the first was. I I'm I'm keeping Eck cuz this year's rookie draft is not good at all, especially at the 106. You're not really getting anything useful. Uh, and I mean, you go further back to the second round, and you're getting absolutely nothing useful in this draft. Um, if it was like a first next year, I would consider it. But like anything, like f- yeah, mid mid or late, it's not worth it. Eckler's a Eckler is a a game winning impact when he's in your lineup. Probably will be for another two years. Uh, not worth it. I'm keeping up. I would definitely think about this one for sure, and I may pull the trigger on it. I think I'd, I think I'd take the package deal with the hopes of, I don't know where where the team would be in 2023, what that pick would be or what my pick would be, but I would look to possibly even trade up 
and they have two front end jammies as far as the picks go to try and replace Eckler. Next year's kind of loaded. Um, 106 makes it hard though this year, but yeah. I, I think I'll take the the two first and the 201. Maybe snag a Damian Pierce or a Spiller if they happen to fall, and just hope for the best. Really. Uh, Joseph Beck Hoover wants to know who would you rather have? This is Dynasty AJ Brown or Jerry Judy. What? AJ Brown or Jerry Judy? Say what? Yep. AJ Brown or Jerry Judy? I'm taking I'm taking Jerry Judy. Yeah, uh, of course. Pretty well documented why uh, for me at least. I, I think that guy is an absolutely elite route runner. I think he's going to have Russell Wilson for. What was his contract four years? I remember. Or was it five? Jerry Judy? No, no, no. Russell Wilson's contract with Denver. Oh, I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, yeah, I'm, ta- I'm taking Judy. I mean, he's still a baby, man. Uh, it's Judy easy. Yeah. You too, Wayne? Yeah. yeah. I, that was a. I didn't like. That was an easy one to answer for me. I, said, I didn't like it. I didn't like it, man. I didn't say I, I. I was about to say I didn't like the question, but I like all questions. Um, I was just it was an easy one for me. I might take AJ Brown. Honestly, I know I know that it's. Uh, I know that we we love to see what we've seen from Russell Wilson in Seattle, and we're hoping for more of the same in Denver, and it can absolutely happen. Uh, I just, I don't know. We haven't seen it out of Jerry Judy yet. Um, albeit with poor quarterback play, AJ Brown, man, he, he could have a Stefan Diggs esque rise this year going to, um, Philly. We're going to need, need a lot out of Jalen hurts to make that happen as well, but he's still super young. We got plenty of time. So he's going to a worse quarterback. He's going to a worse quarterback who's really only in his second year, though. A worse quarterback and a worse offense. Goni, uh, Judy's two years younger, right? AJ mm-hmm. Brown. AJ Brown has hampered by nagging injuries every year. Every year he's played so far, right? Judy missed time last year with with the sprain, but the the advanced stats are there for Judy, man. The advanced are, are definitely there. I know Judy is an absolute stud. You, you just you can't be high on Cortland Sutton and not also have see a big bump up in Judy. It, it, you know what I mean? Oh no, I do. I absolutely do. I think that it can be there. Um, it's and just so tough, time. man. We've already talked before where I, we we all here think that uh, Russell Wilson can absolutely support two wide receivers in the top fifteen here. He's done it before. He'll more than likely do it again. It's just AJ Brown is such a raw athlete. He just, I mean, he he's hard to break, like bring down whenever he has the ball in his hands. He's elite fast, um, and he's just—I don't know—he's so good. It's just hard for me to, if I'm looking in a draft, dude. It's really, really hard for me to take Jerry Judy over AJ Brown. I'm just trying to put myself in the moment. That's all. I get it. You know, I, I looked. I've got AJ Brown in front of me here. It kind of surprises me. His best finish was 12th in 2020. Then he had a 21st finish and a 32nd. Mm-hmm. But he's, injuries. He's drafted right, but he's drafted like a elite wide receiver. But fantasy production not so elite. 
I feel it. I mean, C.D. Lamb. We could say the same thing about C.D. Lamb, to be honest yeah. with you. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. it is what it is. How many times are we going to allow ourselves to get burned to pieces before we decide not to touch these kind of guys, you know? Yeah. All I'm saying is we've been doing – we've been working on our rankings, our top 200, and A.J. Brown has fallen big time for me. Yeah. Just not, imp- just not impressed with him, not impressed with the situation that he got traded into. I agree. Do we really know he's the one over Devonta Smith? Really? Do you really know? They're paying him like that. Yeah, they know. Paying him like that. Okay, fair enough. They're paying him like that. All right. Uh, Wayne, I'm I'm interested to see your answer on this coming up. Just DJ because... Moore. No. Oh, okay. We co-own this player, and he hand delivered us a championship last year. Uh, ben Enigenberg wants to know. 12-team Superflex, Jamar Chase, or Debo, Deontay Johnson, and a 23 first. Jamar Chase, Debo, Deontay, and a 2023 first? Correct. That's crazy. That man is in a rebuild. He's got one piece that's gone off for him. Uh, You got to do it. That's crazy, yeah. Smash except. Yep. Deontay Johnson's everybody knows that I'm high on Deontay Johnson this year. He's gonna be very solid. Um I'm just not I'm not a big fan of Chase Claypool. I think he's working his way out of that team. Um and I think they re signed Deontay. Uh, and I think he's the one in Pittsburgh for a while. Um Debo, I mean I'm on record saying Debo's not gonna do what he did last year. But there, he's going to make his money, and he's going to be heavily utilized. And then, of course, 2023 first is a spicy draft. Um, but, yeah, I think you're getting pretty good value just with – I wouldn't do it for Debo and Deontay. But, I mean, if somebody came at me with a second, I would consider it, let alone a first next year. Man. I, Debo and Deontay absolutely equal Jamar Chase's production, if not exceed it. Those are two. I think they're both twenty six. They're both young. That's that's the king's ransom that you want to see right there. That's the absolute king's ransom. I would. We have Jamar Chase. Wayne and I do. We won the championship last year when the man went off. But man, you're getting two high quality guys and a twenty three first. It's it's hard to say now. Yeah, dude. Plus, I I, I actually disagree with Wayne. I don't think Deontay's going to be in Pittsburgh. I think he goes to a better situation. Somebody will pay him. Probably. Uh, Beggs, I'm I'm interested to see your answer on this one, sir, considering you hate one of the guys. Luke Memphis wants to know, Michael Thomas or Darnell Mooney? Mooney. Mooney. Mooney, You don't know if Michael Thomas is going to be back on the field. Whoa, for a Justin Wayne Fields hater, he snap called Mooney there, didn't he? He did. I I traded for Darnell Mooney in a league that we're in together. I I hate Justin Fields. Chicago, I think, is the worst offense in the league this year. They by far have the worst offensive line. I think Fields is scrambling for his I'll, life. I put a doink bet on it that they aren't. Mm. By scoring, by total points, or by what metric? Any metric. I'll let you pick the metric. Just out of curiosity, who do you think is going to be worse? Seahawks, Texans. I'll definitely take it again. Why don't we do a Texans, Bears, straight up. You take Texans, I'll take Bears. 
getting the ledger ready just in case what like like i'm saying the texans have a worse one over the bears yep yep i say bears are worse you say texans are worse we'll say total points scored you just said they'd be worse you just said it you just said it i know you're not (laughs) you just said it surely you wouldn't say something and not you know not back it up i'll stand by it point scored Oh, points scored. Go ahead, go ahead and fire off the uh, fire Sound off the, the alarm. Oh man, I'm so, I'm like I'm I'm in casual mode. I'm leaned all the way back. Man, gotta be ready for these kind of things. Tony, let's hear your announcement. Oh man, so it's you have the Texans. He's got the Bears. No, yeah, I've got the Texans. He says Texans will have a worst. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was thinking of it the other way around. Okay. Um, okay, then the, make sure it's right in the notes. I've got the Texans finishing worse. Yeah, yeah, that's PPG. how I was putting it. He's rooting for the Texans is the way that I was conveying this to you guys. Rooting, rooting for the Texans to, to be worse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm rooting for the Texans to suck a little bit less than the Bears. <laughs> Fair enough. I think the Browns or the Bears are going to have a better offense, and that's just—it's easy. It's easy for me, dude. Worst offensive line in the league, and it's not close. But anyway, uh, uh, I still it, think it's very close with play. the Houston Texans. <laughs> I, I take I take Mooney just just for the pure volume play. I mean, it's just pure volume. And any other piece of that is I don't know if Michael Thomas is ever going to be on the field again, man. Like this guy's been out two years with uh, knee sprain, I think. I mean, what's he doing? He's still not practicing as of as of now. He'll what's come back one day, and I'm sure. As I've mentioned before, he is terrifying at just the thought of drafting, especially where he's going. At least you know if if you're going to draft Calvin Ridley, it's going to be super late, and you know he's not going to play. I don't want to have to depend on Michael Thomas. I don't care about any of the upside. He is terrifying <laughs> to me to have to draft. Uh, you just you haven't seen him in a full season without Breeze ever. So even then, even if he does play, is this guy yeah, guaranteed? Yeah, stuff? but his quarterback now has supplied WR ones in the past. Fair. Fair. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Jesse Kerner wants to know: twelve team superflex PPR. It says choose four keepers, but I'm just to make it easy. I'm going to just have you guys eliminate one of these guys because he listed five. So super flex PPR, get rid of one guy. Dak Prescott, Javante, Stephon Diggs, Swift, or Lamb? Dak Prescott. And a super flex, huh? Oh, super flex, ah. CD Lamb. Yes, sir. Say that again for me, Gunner. Get rid of one of them. It's a super flex PPR. Dak, Javante, Diggs, Swift, or Lamb? Who are you getting rid of? You got to get rid of a CD. It's it, it's it's either CD or it's Javanta. Uh, what? Oh, I'm, well, let me tell you why. It is a keeper league. It it's a keeper league. I'll tell you why, man. CD is the number one in the most in the fastest offense in the league in terms of tempo. He's by himself, man. I don't. I mean, Jalen Tolbert's going. What be metric decent. are you using for tempo? Snaps, offensive snaps. Probably plays per game, offensive plays per game, some of something of that nature. What, I would assume. What is that equated to for him in the past? 
Well, I think a topped out wide receiver 19. Yeah. I, we just talked about this before. He's, he's one of the guys that lets you down repeatedly. You draft him high and he's, he's let you down. He has. I, I mean, Javante's again, right. He hasn't done it yet. Everybody says, Oh, when he's by himself, he will do it, but we're all projecting. Nobody's seen. I mean, did he show flashes last year? Of course. What's CD hey, done? I understand, but what? I, but his opportunity is is. You want to talk about opportunity? They just signed Melvin to a one year, and then he's out. It's just Javante. I, I get it. I, I I totally understand. It, that would be tough for me. Homer, a hey, Mad Mob, Homer, Cowboys fan. Cowboys fan. I'm going to go he's, ahead and call this what it is. This is a Homer non-cut right here. Lord have mercy. Please don't cut Javante. Please. Goni, cut in. Cut in. Give your opinion because I know you ain't cutting Javante because you, you got a good head on that shoulders. You're right, man. Regardless of keeper status, nobody's throwing that man back. You're never going to see him again if you cut Javante Williams. You can't cut Dak because it's a super flex. Swift, we all love – we all love DeAndre Swift, and running back is king, obviously. So, I mean, he stays in there. And then between Diggs and Lamb, I got to go with Diggs. I got to go with Diggs. We've seen it from Diggs before. I, I know CeeDee Lamb's going to get get his. I expect him to have his best year. But I don't know if his best year is going to be good enough for Stephon Diggs. Nope. Man, I I, I, I get it. I, you know, I'm a little more partial to building a strong wide receiver base, especially in a dynasty, because you're going to have them for 10 years uh, of relevancy. And I, I mean, I get it, man. We'll, we'll go ahead and cut CD. Fair enough. Fair enough. This one, I, I think this one's a layup. It's from Jimmy Morgan. Who's going to have the better season, boys? Dak Prescott or Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Yeah. Oh, look, I just realized it's two homers. Homer versus Homer right here. Kill each other. Go. No, I concur. It's Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady. Well, I mean, uh, that was trying to get Beggs to switch to Dak. Well, well, Begley realized that he made the wrong choice on the last question because of a Homer situation, so he just wanted to make sure that he didn't make that same mistake twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, uh, wait. I, I'm, I'm not officially putting on the ledger. I'm just going to throw it out there. Would you consider a total career fantasy point scored CD versus Javante? Yeah, sure, sure. If we can, we can just we can we can hypothetically talk about a, a career add up. Yeah. Okay. Ten years from now, we'll remember this moment for sure. You know what? <laughs> hey, hey, hypothetically, Begley, would you consider point total of replacing a poop turds running back with Javante Williams? to replacing a poop turds wide receiver with CD lamb, the point differential that that will create who will have the better impact long-term. Ooh. When you say poop turds, like what's, what's the bar there? Like, like outside the top 24. Yeah. It's like wins above replacement in baseball. Let's come back to it. Would, would you, would either of you consider uh, Tom Brady career fantasy points versus any other quarterback? Starting now? <laughs> no, career <laughs> implies. Yeah, the if, it, whole if it no, if it's, if if nah. the bet starts with this season and ends with whoever quarterback that I get to pick, then yeah. 
Okay, fair enough. I'll I'll even fair take enough. dude. I'll even take Justin Fields. Who who do you all think is is Brady's closest in terms of lifetime fantasy points scored? Drew Brees, easy. You don't think like a well. Yeah, I think Drew Brees. Drew Brees, when he retired, led the league in almost every stat. Tom Brady out longevity him, you know, longevity to him. <laughs> out longevity. Out longevity, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Drew Brees is second all time in the majors. So, I mean, that's really all that it comes down to, the yards and touchdowns more or less. Could it not be a quarterback who used his legs? He could just make it close. I don't think any quarterback that used his legs enough like that they, put up enough passing numbers. Quarterbacks that use their legs like that weren't able to play long enough. How many years did Vic play? Not enough. Oh, I wouldn't even even picked Vic. I would have took like Cam Newton probably. I think Cam Newton outscored Michael Vick. I think. I think. That's just off the dome. Interesting. I wonder, if that's, a, I wonder if that's a track, a track stat. <laughs> It, it is. I just Googled it, and Mike Vick scored 2,100 fantasy points in his career, according to stat news. Cameron? I feel like that's not very good, right? Yeah, I don't feel like that's very good either. What about Cameron? But that can't be right because, I mean, Tom Brady got like, what, 480 last year. Yeah. No, that's right. Tom Brady also cracked the top 10 in single-season passing yards last year. And he's thrown 50 touchdowns before. It took Vic like three seasons to get to 50. He also had trouble breaking, you know, three, 3,500 maybe yards in a season. He just, I mean, it's not like he was running for 1,000 every he also, year. He, did he also took a, a, a slight hiatus for legal issues. And he broke his ankle. Yeah. That's fair. Who? I actually have the running back stats. Lifetime fantasy point score. Bro, can you tell me Cam Newton? I'm dying over here. I need to know if Cam Newton beat him. Find it by quarterback, but I can find it by running back. Uh, Okay. I'm going with I'm going with LT for this one. He was a league winner back in the day. LT is second, but he's second with 50 less games played. So great guess. Is this like who the all time? It's going to be something stupid like Frank Gore. Right. No, it's actually it, brilliant. This guy's is is a super elite player. AP. No, but he's there. He's close, but not AP. Barry. Barry's weight on the list, bro. He didn't play long enough. Did, yeah, that's true. Um, the greatest Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why it took so long to think about that, dude. One. I, I thought we were. I thought we were going down a weird rabbit hole, dude. I was starting to say like Priest Holmes. <laughs> no. Uh, all right. Trying all to right. find this by by quarterback. Mike Vick has the highest of all time with a fifty point fantasy performance, according to Stat News. We've seen fifty point performances before from a quarterback at that time. Though, oh, with uh, it's probably just for like you know no bonuses, it, like bare bones. It was a bare bones fifty. Is what I'm thinking, which is probably like 63 nowadays. Probably. It's probably with all the filters that people put on and, you know, this and that. Oh, I have the quarterback numbers, gentlemen. All right. Drum roll, please. 
Can somebody get this man Cam Newton. It's just 2021. Man. He, Tom Brady's won. He's got – he's definitely won. He has 5,900 fantasy points. But I can't find the number two guy. Frustrating. That's that's weird. He confidently said, found it. Found <laughs> it, and it was a broken link. All right. Brutal. Fair enough. Brutal. Sorry. Let's go on to the next one, boys. Jay Smooth, so fly, wants to know. Oh, 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 oh. Superflex, PPR. Cortland Sutton and Ken Walker. Or Tyreek Hill and Isaiah Spiller. Superflex has no bearing here. Can you say that again for me? Yeah, Cortland Sutton and Ken Walker versus Tyreek Hill and Isaiah Spiller. Cortland Sutton. I don't know why I'm still having such a hard time picking this up. One more time, Gardy. Cortland Sutton, Ken Walker, same team. Second team, Tyreek Hill, Isaiah Spiller. I'm taking Tyreek Hill and Spiller. Easy. Easy. That's a no-brainer for me. I'm with Wayne 100%. Mm. I'm not hot. I mean, I like Ken Walker. I actually liked him over Brees. But I, I said that earlier. I wish I could walk it back, but I can't. I'm a concrete slab of a human. I, I Seattle's offensive line is awful. And I think that just that offense is just going to be abysmal. I'm with Wayne Easy. Yeah, I Guys, I think difficult. I'm taking the Sutton side. I think I'm taking the Sutton Walker side on this one. I like Sut. I like Sutton more for his youth. I think he plays more years than Tyreek. I, I think Tyreek's only got a couple left in him before we see the speed start to go. Um, we haven't seen you know two a support two wide receivers ever before. We've seen Russ Wilson do it. I'm confident in that, and I think you know Walker. The, the Seahawks don't look great right now. That's fine, but they have traditionally been a run first team uh so i like the opportunities out of it i know spiller's gonna get his we're we're chalking him up to be eckler 2.0 and all um but i I like the first side for both of the guys as opposed to the second side for just potentially one i i don't know you're the king of he ain't done it yet and that's begs that's begs is the tyreek's done it it. tyreek's elite we know he's elite and then you just got the the you're winning. Nobody trades Corlin Sutton for, or nobody trades Tyreek Hill for Corlin Sutton straight up. We all we all no, know that Tyreek Hill is the best part of that trade. And then you look at Isaiah Spiller and Ken Walker, and it's like, dude, like when was the last time like like Marshawn Lynch was that really the last time that the Seahawks had a relevant fantasy running back? Would you consider Chris Carson relevant? Like they're the kings of RBBCs. Chris Carson was relevant every year until he got hurt. Dude, relevant as far as like RB2s. Like he was never like that dude. Isaiah no, Spiller, he never was RB1. Isaiah Spiller's got his path lined out, and the path is lining out straight to RB1 status. I think, that, I think he's winning both sides. I, I like Spiller more than Walker. Walker has the faster impact, obviously. Um, but in a dynasty, I like Spiller more than Walker, and I obviously like Tyreek more than Cortland. Uh, Wayne, I agree with you. It, it's it's hard for Goni to project players because he is a he is he definitely has to see them be elite before he this can guy think that they're going to be elite. Uh, but yeah. yeah, you're not you're taking Tyreek over Cortland every day of the week. Goni, how, how can you say you're not? I'm saying I'm not because uh, 
Spiller Spiller to get to that RB1, well, I think he can do it through the offense. I think it's going to take at least at least two years. Austin Eckler is not going to be phased out by this man at all. And I think by that third year, I think Tyreek Hill is not even close to being a wide receiver one status anymore. Just I think that's all. I, I just think that he's on the downswing. I think from this point forward, I like Sutton and Walker more than those other guys. That's all. I like Spiller more than Walker. I'm, I mean, I've mentioned that before. Um, you you can answer this. You can answer this. You know, after we end the podcast and the recording's all done, man. But I just are you just playing devil's advocate right now? Maybe. Okay. It, it seems like he's yeah. Seems like he it seems like he's answering. I I respect it. Answering it to, to give a second point of view. I respect it. It seems like he doesn't really want to help the person who's asking the question. He just wants to look at Got it. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you need to hear both sides. You never know. But uh, Adam Adam Dove wants to know, who would you prefer long-term, DK Metcalf or A.J. Brown? DK. DK is a freak, man. I mean, absolute animal of an athlete. He's not going to be in Seattle. Telling you, I'm planting my flag on it. What if he was for the rest of his career, or at least for the next four years, just like AJ Brown's going to be? (laughs) Ooh, it sucks, doesn't it? I think, I I think, uh, Wayne, why don't you answer? Let me think on that. (laughs) Um, Here's here's my here's my deal with it, and I'm I'm pulling from my past conversations and rankings when I say this. I think DK is going to be in Seattle. I think DK is going to be in Seattle. Um, that being said, Seattle is going to be awful this year. The quarterbacks coming out of this next draft class, there are several that are NFL ready. Seahawks got to take one, right? Yeah. Probably. They they need everything. Who knows? That's what terrifies me is like, so there's a, there's a couple of, of schools of thought that I have here that the Seahawks have first or second dibs on, on a quarter, on an NFL ready quarterback and they plug them in and it's great. And then I'm looking at Philadelphia who I don't think Jalen's going to have a good year throwing wise. Um, are his legs going to be enough to get him the job again next year? And then we just have another year of poor passing and great running. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I I have to go with DK because I feel like Jalen does just enough to keep his job and it's not going to be good for AJ long-term that, uh, that Jalen's doing just enough to keep his job with his legs. And I, I don't know what's going on in the Seattle organization, but surely, surely they're not saying Drew Locke is our quarterback of the future. I'm, they've got to be looking at quarterbacks uh, coming into the draft next year, and that's only going to benefit DK. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. After looking up some numbers, it's DK all the way. Because, I mean, Seattle's got to rebuild, man. They have to rebuild on the defensive side of the ball, their offensive line, their quarterback. If Tyler Lockett leaves Seattle the next what year or two, he's gonna be by himself. Even though the offense is gonna be awful, I think there's a value 
and being a clear number one by yourself in an offense, just like Darnell Mooney. Uh, he's just he's so good, man. He's so good. Plus, I, I mean, saw I saw this man. I was watching. I'm I'm on a Kevin Hart uh, kick, and he's got a show. Um, it's a it's on his LOL network or whatever it is, but it's also on YouTube. Uh, what's up, Stacy? Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> she looked like she was trying to hide, so I'll just just let her know she doesn't have to hide. I've had kids I'm running in my background spot. this whole time. <laughs> you ain't got to creep by. Uh, yeah, so he's got a show called Cold as Balls. I don't know if you all have heard of it. It's on YouTube. It's where he interviews athletes, like little 15-minute interviews, and they sit in like a cold tub. I think it's a fake cold tub. Oh, I've seen that before. He did DK Metcalf. And he literally was like, "You, you don't even look. You, you look like somebody drew you." You don't, and he does, dude. He looks insane. Cut, boy. And I'm, I can't wait to hear why, why Devil's Advocate's going to take AJ Brown over that. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to take AJ Brown on this one, but I just, <laughs> I, I like how I got roasted on the last take because of, uh, we haven't seen it yet. So the whole Jalen Hurts being terrible and not doing this or that or throwing and everything, that's it's you literally have the same line of thinking as far as that goes, man. Let the guy develop. He he made it to the playoffs last year. I mean, Josh Allen didn't turn into Josh Allen until he got a number one weapon in Stephon Diggs. That's fair. This can absolutely happen. That's fair. Now, with all that being said, DK Metcalf <laughs> is the answer. <laughs> um they're both freak athletes. They're both super young. For me, it's really simple, and Beggs kind of touched on it. The defense is terrible. They're going to be catching up all the time. And he just he stays on the field more than A.J. Brown has over the yeah, course of yeah, their careers. That was, so yeah. the man's on the field. They're going to need to throw all the time. That one's kind of easy for me. And he's been better. He's a better fantasy player. He's Based had a better the- quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, last year. Yeah, yeah, uh uh-huh. There is that. He had Geno Smith for a chunk of the year last year. For like three games. That averages the way Russell Wilson last year. It averages out. Don't let him push you off your spot. I mean, A.J. Brown had had Tanny. Tanny ain't – he ain't no scrub. He's no scrub. He's league average quarterback, though. He's best known for handing the ball off to He's the Dalton line. He is the Dalton line. He is the Dalton line. All right, boys, another DK. I'm I'm glad I said something. Stacey just walked behind you, and she just looked normal in her own home. You know what I mean? She looked proud. I missed it. I was looking at the next question. She she didn't speed walk. She was walking at a normal pace. I'm just glad I could speak out so she can feel comfortable in her own home. Shoulders back, Stace. (laughs) Man, 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 man. Guys, uh, Josh Samuels asks, full PPR 12 team. Your boy Jetta, Justin Jefferson, or Najee and DK. I'm taking Najee and DK all day, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Easy. Let's I, let's hear why Wayne and his love for Justin Jefferson. You know what? I feel like it's <laughs> hang on, man. DJ hang Moore, on, DJ Moore, right here, and then Justin Jefferson is now, just hang on. sniffing the butt hang crack on. right behind it. It, on just, the it literally floor. just broke my heart because I have to trade away Justin Jefferson. That's the yes, only reason. A, a f- fun fact for um, God, who was in that Goni? Hopefully, you'll remember. I traded away Justin Jefferson in our keeper league. Remember that years ago? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> two years ago. 
Yeah, you got a, a nice package that helped you, pro- actually propelled you yep. to the Super Bowl. I won. I won because of that move. It was against me. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, tr- I know David Montgomery was in the deal, and it's when he was dropping like 25 a game. Yeah, he was killing it. God, and he think, packaged uh, it with somebody else. Was it Roethlisberger? No, I wouldn't have done that, would I? That might have been something else. That might have been a different trade in that league. Either way, like I, I, I traded him away, but it, it, I knew the trade was giving me an incredible <laughs> shot at winning the Super Bowl, and in the end, it did pay off, and I won the Super Bowl. I'm glad. I'm glad that we're redrafting for it this year because it it broke my heart a little bit that he was not on my team. And I just, you have a 100% chance of not getting him this year, sitting in the 12 spot. <laughs> yeah, but at least <laughs> now I know that he was never on my roster and I never had a shot at him. So, yeah, there are, I love Jay Jetta, but there are just some trades that you just got to do. I mean, that you, you're just going to make your team way better in the long run. This is just one of them. That's what it is. Uh, Tyler Conlin wants to know, full PPR, non-superflex, Drake London and James Conner, or Michael Pittman and a 2023 second? Michael Pittman is the best player in this trade. <clears throat> I'm not super high on James Conner. Very touchdown dependent last year. No guarantees I'll get the same touchdowns, but I really don't like the second. If it's an early second, I'm taking the Pittman side. Call it a midi. <sighs> I, still take, I still take Pittman. I think Pittman with Matt Ryan is going to explode, man. Um, Carson Wentz wasn't great last year. Um, <laughs> how does that How does that team miss the playoffs, man? They lose to the Jaguars in the last week of the season. That's how. Yeah. I mean, embarrassing. I think, I think he takes Pittman to a whole whole other level, man. I think Pittman has a chance to be a top fifteen guy. Give me Pittman. Uh, I'm taking Drake London. Drake London and James Conner. I think James Conner is touchdown dependent because uh, that Arizona offense scores a lot of touchdowns. Um, they are uh, uber efficient, and he's going to be he's going to be a starting running back on most rosters week in and week out. Uh, Drake London, he's coming into a a primary role in Atlanta as a receiver. And he will have an immediate impact. I think he'll be starting on most rosters as well. Um, so you're replacing two people in your starting lineup for one person in your starting lineup, and it's Michael Pittman. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's anybody crazy. Oh man, hey Goni, I hope you don't have a lot more questions. We're at the 55 mark, which is typically the point when Begley whips out the snacks. I see it, man. His uh, the man spoon is wait. turning blue over here. The man couldn't wait. He couldn't wait to get the snacks out. I don't know what it is. It was blue on a pink spoon. It's something so out I'm, of a bowl. I'm assuming Baskin Robbins ice cream. Minus 500 odds. Is that Baskin Robbins ice cream? It's a shaved ice. Shaved ice. Shaved, shaved ice. ice. I, it's always Snack around the champions. 50. He, Boys, I, I have to eat it or, or, it's, or, or it melts. You don't Time have to freeze it? get it. You didn't have to get it to begin with. Who makes a bowl of shaved ice? Time is of the essence, gentlemen. Carry on. Carry on. Time is of the essence. We're, you know, into the podcast. We don't. All right. Fair enough. Uh, for the sake of the question, I'm also taking Drake London and James <laughs> Conner. Uh, two guys you can use this year. I don't know what Michael Pittman's going to be after this year. What happens when Matt Ryan retires after this season? This guy right here. Nice and crunchy. Matt, Matt Ryan's on a two-year deal. 
You're going to get him for two years. And Michael Pittman was good last year. I'm not saying great. He was good. Uh-huh. I mean, Goni, of all people, you hate uh-huh. projected players. Hate him. How do you hate know him. what London is going to be with Mariota? That's projecting, man. He's the only guy there. He's literally the only guy. There. Him and Kyle Pitts. Receiver. Kyle Pitts is a receiver labeled as a tight end. So, so I mean, how many times do you think Mariota's going to throw the ball next year? 150 with 100 of them going to Kyle Pitts? Uh, I, I think Kyle Pitts is in line for 110 targets at least. Okay, that's fine. But I'm that's saying Mariota's going to throw the ball a lot more than 110 times is what I'm telling you. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Have you seen their team? It's terrible. The defense is <laughs> awful. They're going to have to play against Tom Brady. He's going to throw the ball 110 times in the two times they play Tom Brady next year, just trying to catch up. Big like, facts. I'm not worried about that at all. Drake London is is hopefully the future for them alongside Kyle Pitts. Um, and, I mean, James Conner is really good. He's, He's a really massive good, human man. being. Drake London is he a is. massive human being. A huge catch radius. It, which is great <laughs> because he's going to need to use every every centimeter of it. Yeah, you guys so. think James Conner is a clear regression guy this year? No. Oh, I think. I mean, I mean, will he's he touchdowns might go down. touchdowns? Maybe not, but he might have more efficiency to him. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Oh, little little combo piece here, or combo piece. <laughs> Thomas Hutching. What is a piece? Uh, that's what I said. I said it twice because I thought it was funny. Justin Jefferson or AJ Brown, Michael Pittman Jr., and a 2025 late first. How's this one tickle your fancy? Michael Wayne? Pittman and who? Pittman, AJ Brown, and a 2025 late first. Mm-hmm. This I'm person that they're getting it from must be Jay loaded Jetta. for them to project that. Jay Jetta, because they can take that 2025 20, draft pick and shove it where the sun don't shine. That 2025, 20, I mean, Lord, that, that dude that's trading you is obviously off to every single one of his picks. Like, 2025, 20, you don't know what's going to be there. You don't know what his <laughs> pick is. You don't know. You have got no clue. That kid's in junior high right now. So let's just go ahead and throw that pick out. So now we're talking about AJ Brown and Michael Pittman for, for Justin Jefferson, which isn't isn't an egregious offer for it. Um, I just uh, Justin Jefferson is a generational talent. He doesn't miss games. AJ Brown does miss games. Michael Pittman, uh, he's got Matt Ryan for a little bit, and I think it makes him a little bit better. But that is a one hundred percent run first offense. They're a good team, which means I don't think they're going to rely on the pass very much. I like again, not an egregious trade offer. I'm just keeping the generational talent. Yeah, I'm on board with you on this one. I'm taking Justin Jefferson. As you were mentioning that just now with the 2025 first, it it came on in my head. AJ Brown, Michael Pittman, and the law of surprise. If you watch <laughs> The Witcher, that which you do not know which that you have. It's just so far away. Give me, give me the like you said, the generational talent, Justin Jefferson. I don't want to fool with all this other stuff. Let me just get that. Yeah, we'll just skip. You just have another question. Begley's still chewing, so. <laughs> I wait. This he's he's pretty much out of this. It'll just be Wayne and I from yeah, here he's now, man. Done. He's he's swimming. He's swimming in. Is that Tiger's blood flavor? Watermelon. Watermelon, <laughs> man. 
startup question, little little strategic startup question here from John Patton. Uh, it doesn't really matter the terms on it. 12-team super flex is what he said. The 101 and the 1501 or the 203 and the 310 in a startup. Essentially, do you want to trade your second and third round picks for the 101 and a 15th rounder in a startup? No. No, because then can, can, I, can I plug somebody? Yeah. Plug away. Let's talk about Charles Brown, man. Let's talk about number one friend of the podcast. What's up, Charles? Charles Brown. Can we not say that his team looked like he traded away his second round pick? It does look like he, he missed a round almost entirely. And his team, we agreed. I know I know your boys with Charles. Charles, He's apparently you didn't I'm the host and you didn't know my name, so you're not my boy. All right. I appreciate Dwayne, your, by the way. I, I appreciate your support, but whew, that team was garbage. And it, uh, that second and third round <laughs> is so important. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping my it, regular. It looks draft. like he traded his first and second round pick to move up to select Justin Jefferson because every pick I didn't get to see the order of his picks, um, but it just looked like he reached for a guy every round after that. So that's what led us to believe that he traded up to try and get Justin Jefferson. And I think the cost of it, I mean, it's going to hurt. He he still has some guys that he's going to need to hit on it, but you're, you kind of put yourself in a hole in that one. Um, in this case, right, this person would have, John would have two number ones and basically no second and third, right? That is correct. <clears throat> so in theory, Wayne, oh. let's see. Let's say he's got the twelfth pick, right? I thought he had to trade first, second, and third for the first. Let's say no. Let's oh. say in theory, Wayne, he ends up with Jonathan Taylor and say, I don't know, Dalvin Cook. It's he's probably there. more than likely Josh Allen at the one hundred and one. Is it a super? Oh, it's a super flex. Super flex, yeah. Oh, so then okay. Let's say in theory, he ends up with Josh Allen and uh, who's the twelfth quarterback? Maybe Derek Carr. At the 12? Potentially. And in the third round, you're probably missing out on in a super flex. I mean, who do you think? No, I mean, at the, two, at the 203, you're missing out on a good running back or a good wide receiver. You, you have to figure in the first round of a super flex out of the 12 guys, you're going to see at least six quarterbacks go. No, I, I don't know why I thought that he was trading the first, second, and third for the 1-1. Um, if you get two first-round picks and you're just giving up, so essentially what I'm going to call it is you're giving up a third, a third-round pick. Because I mean, you because he has the one ten, he would have the one ten if he stands pat. Well, either way, he's going to have the one ten. So he's just losing. He's no. just completely losing out on one pick, second and third. Because he's swapping, yeah, 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 yeah I got to do that. I'm a, I, yep. if I'm swapping out my third round pick for the one one, and that's how I'm looking at it. Because his one ten is essentially his second, is what we'll call this, just for argument purposes. If he's just losing out on one pick to get Josh Allen in a in a super flex dynasty startup, money. Josh Allen's worth it, man. Hang on, hang on. Let me say that again. Uh. Trading up to get 
Josh Allen in a Superflex <laughs> Dynasty startup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you have to do it. Elite. I don't know, man. Devil's advocate. I'd, I'd hang on to the two and three. I've personally been in the driver's seat and had the 101 um, in, the, in a Superflex, and I traded the 101 for a first and a third. And that got me Joe Burrow and T. Higgins as a stack. So I traded it off of Josh Allen just because the value. Your first four rounds, I mean, not even in a super flex. A super flex just adds more value to everyone as far as that goes, more to the quarterback rather, and uh, gives you better running backs and wide receivers. But the first four rounds are stacked. And no matter what draft you're doing, they're stacked. But loaded. So, going, you're saying instead of him having Josh Allen and say Joe Burrow in the first round, he won't get Burrow at the ten. Who's he getting at the ten? A super flex. He's probably going to get a running back or a wide receiver of his choice. You're not going to go quarterback, quarterback in that. Why? 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 Because you're going to leave yourself pretty bare, and you're not going to have any running backs when you're missing out on the the second and third round pick. But but you're getting you would have in theory going quarterback quarterback the best value at the flex spot. You're, you're getting you're getting about fifty points a game if you take Josh Allen and, and a quarterback at the one ten. You're getting fifty points a game out of those two fellas. So okay, and then you're gonna also be starting like Miles Sanders and uh, I don't know Josh Kareem Hunt. <laughs> Deal. <Maybe. laughs> Oh, give me, give me a at the one. So you're saying Burrow's not there at the one ten? No. In a super flex. Okay, so so what about a Jalen Hurts? Is he there or Trey Lance? I guess as a second option. Trey I, Lance I, might be there. Trey Lance, will definitely Trey Lance be there. Be, yeah, Trey Lance might be there. You have to figure it's probably Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herberts. Um. Probably hurts. Probably hurts Lamar and Burrow. Kyler Murray. Yeah, he, I think, would be after those. But yeah, he's he's in the conversation. Well, let's just say you end up with Kyler Murray and Josh Allen, right? You're mm-hmm. not worried about the running back spot, dude. I, I'm not. I'm taking two guys who are young. Two hundred three, three ten, four hundred three. So I mean, four oh three from the one ten is like thirty something spots. You're 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 losing out on a lot of players. It's like thirty five, thirty six guys. I I mean, agree to disagree, man. That's I, all. Give me the best quarterback tandem in the league. I think. Wayne, what do you think? I'm taking I'm taking dual quarterbacks. I'm doing it and taking quarterback, taking Josh Allen and another quarterback. I just, dude, like if I can, if my quarterbacks are getting me 50 to 60 points a game consistently, I, I love where I'm sitting. Yeah, I agree. It's fair. I just I go mean, where I the points are, dude. Like I literally just go where the points are. In, in a super flex, what, in any league, who's typically the highest scoring player on your team? Yeah. Generally, it's a quarterback. And I can get uh-huh. two of, I can get, unless it was last year, then it was Cooper Cub. I can get two top tier ones. Right, and yeah. I essentially, 
you know, with my, uh, and I'm just missing out on a good running back. I mean, so let, me, man, let me it's ask you this. Drop off. Let me ask it's you this. It's the drop off. Would you rather have Josh Allen? Who do we come up with? Joe Burrow or Kyler Murray? Who do we come up with? Kyler. Kyler. Would you rather have Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and Cam Akers? Cam Akers won't be there. Well, Cam Akers should be there in a super flex. Yeah, he Cam Akers. Would you rather have there. Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and Cam Akers, or Kyler Murray and Dalvin Cook and Stephon Diggs in a super flex? Kyler Murray, Stephon Diggs, and Dalvin, uh, Cook. Dalvin Cook. Give me those three. You even, think if your other, even if your other quarterback is Davis Mills, uh, you can you can get someone better than Davis Mills. Uh, that's that's pure assumption. Pure. No, that's not at all. I I know it firsthand. We took um, Jameis Winston was our second quarterback. It can happen. It can happen. I don't know. It's just the drop off. The drop off. That's why I don't, you know. I don't see any of us ever taking quarterback first, even though they score the most points, because it's a super flex though. It's different. Uh yeah. It's I it's different. It. Uh, yeah. It's, it's different for the first guy. It's not different for the second quarterback. Hey, I, Goni, we gotta remember. All right. Wayne is very good at drafting. So I think in this scenario, Wayne is banking on himself to to get talent in later rounds, which is doable. I agree. I'm just speaking for the general person, though. Because, because you know me. I go where the points are at. I, that's, I just look at it from a solely points-based. Why is this shoe in his hand? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Why does he carrying around Das Boot? <laughs> I, literally, I literally had my foot, had my f- legs crossed, and I like took it off because there was something in it. And then I did this. <laughs> Why y'all got? Why y'all got to call me out like that? Uh, Man, yeah, I just go just go where the points are at. What's going to give you the most points? Give me that. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Begs, this one is pretty much for you. Just to explain to our viewers here, Jacob Ayers wants to know. He wants to hear some recent trades that have went down for Najee because he's thinking about dealing him. So, you've dealt him recently. Why don't you go ahead and? Explain to the Mad Mob what the hall was, what the line of thinking was, uh, roster construction, if you so desire, and you wanna, uh, give them an idea of what they can expect for Najee, something reasonable. You want to call your dad? I did. Let me let me uh, let me pull up my Najee trade here. You want to call? Absolutely. You want to call senior? The the trade was <laughs> put your put your boot on, man. <laughs> the trade was Najee. Allen Robinson and a second rounder for McCaffrey and Metcalf. Now, I personally felt like I got a lot of value. It, it, to me, in this situation, I stole DK Metcalf because I think Najee and McCaffrey are pretty similar in value in a dynasty. So to me, that's that's pretty equivalent of each other. Um, and I kind of stole DK with Allen Robinson in the second. No way you should go that cheap. Um. I mean, I think Najee, I think now is the time to sell Najee personally. Because I, you know, Goldie and Wayne have talked about it. 
I was a little more stubborn, but his value is going to decrease. And I think you're going to see some warts pop up that Big Ben kind of covered up with some of the passing game. So, I mean, what, I mean to me, Najee is RB1 plus first-round pick. For Najee is, is the floor that I'm looking for. Is that fair? When I say RB1, I'm talking like I'm not moving him for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to one. It would have to be – Say, would you do it for Joe Mixon in a one? I think so. Is anybody yeah. else doing that? Najee? Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I, I mean, I'd I want someone younger. I'd I mean personally sure. if I could get if I can get like Swift and plus if I can get Swift plus for Najee, oh. I'm I'm pulling the trigger on that. I might do Najee for Swift just straight up personally. If it, if I was pressed for it, I probably would too. But I would I would definitely try and leverage someone into a second anything anything. It, now's the time to use. Now's the time to trade him, man. Uh, I mean, like you said, yeah, you said it right. I, I think I think you could get a haul for, for Najee. I mean, I, I mean, clearly, I think I got a haul personally, but I think you could get an up and coming receiver. You might be able to get the A.J. Brown, especially D.K. right now while his stock's low. Nobody knows what A.J. is going to be in Philly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Wayne? Yeah, I mean, uh, RB1 in a first. Yeah. Uh, maybe in, you can probably get a back-end RB1 at WR2 in a first. Yeah. Yeah, people are high on Najee right now. Sell high. I just don't think he's he was – in the ranked in the thirties in yards per rush and uh, just thrive solely off all Ben Roethlisberger's dump downs. So he's a volume play is is really what it comes down to. I, he volumed his way up there, and that's what it is. He's gonna he's gonna have great volume again this year. He's gonna be an, an RB one again, um, but it's not gonna be pretty. Nope. Yeah, I, I saw a really good Najee stat that he was. 40-something in the league and breakaway run percentage. So, you know, even when he does get a hole, he doesn't really have the explosiveness and the speed to have a breakaway run, which I think is classified as 20-plus or 40-plus. Home run potential, man. 20-yarders. He doesn't have home run potential. Yeah. When when you look at the numbers with Najee, they they really, really are not that impressive. All right, boys, I got one more for you. Travis Thompson wants to know what you would pay for Zeke and still feel good about it. In a dynasty? Yep. What would you pay for Zeke? I personally, I, I believe in him this year. If I am, if I'm a contender, obviously you're only going to do it. If you're a contender, you're not going to rebuild via Ezekiel Elliott, I'd be fine giving up a late first rounder. Honestly, I'd give up a late first rounder for for Zeke, ride him out for the season. But that's a one year play, right? Essentially, that's what I'm looking at it as. But you know how I get down with the picks and everything, man. Just treat it just like the Rams. Don't need them picks. (laughs) Would you Would you trade away Allen Robinson for Zeke? Yeah, I trade away Allen Robinson for Zeke. I would. Um, I would. Probably, yeah, yeah. The running backs are harder to come by, and I, I mean, 
I'd be pretty happy with that, honestly. Yeah, but I'd, I'd trade picks if you're in win now, looking to looking to strengthen your RB position. Yeah, get get rid of all them picks. Go ahead and take you a championship home this year. Interesting. Okay, I, I'd say Al, Al Robinson is the name that kind of came to me. That's kind of like the general area. Being a Zeke owner, though, I probably wouldn't. I don't know if I would trade Zeke for Allen Robinson. Is no. that thing? No, absolutely not. No. So, no. like, that's that's kind of what. But, but I mean, that's that's what you're saying. That you're saying basically, you'd still feel good. You'd feel comfortable about. No, a Robin a pick, that. man. A Robin a pick. Wayne, would you trade DJ Moore for Zeke? No. <laughs> so DJ you knew Moore, better than that. Th- okay, so he's too expensive. So we're li- would you trade T Higgins for Zeke? No. no. Would you trade Terry McLaurin for Zeke? No. Wow. So you're you're looking at wide receiver three range, then, because McLaurin's back wide receiver two generally. <laughs> Yeah, but it's a dynasty, and he's incredibly young, and he just signed a contract. Okay. Okay. We we established it's it's pretty much a one year play. If I mean your your best asset to send away is going to be your picks. If you're a contender and you're looking for something to put you over the top, send away that future one twelve man. That ain't going to get you nothing, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so we have a uh, a Reddit question that hit the inbox. Um, I think it's actually a good one. Dynasty punter is in a 12-team PPR. He has a contender. He's trading away T. Higgins in his 2023 first for Swift, Mike Williams, and Christian Kirk. What? Snap call. Snap call. The snap call, right? He had me at Swift. Yeah, same. <laughs> He said, he, said Swift. he said Swift and you kept going. You guys would do T. Higgins in one first win? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Absolutely. Especially if he's if he's a contender and he's getting back someone with the caliber of Swift, and then we already think Mike Williams is gonna have a great year. Yeah, snap call. Easy. And then you're getting Christian Kirk on top, a little project wide receiver, you know? He, mm-hmm. he might turn into something. He might not. But I mean, I'd rather have him than not. <laughs> I'm not going to say, "Oh no, that's too much. Take him back." <laughs> if they're off, hey boy, you're taken. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was actually a throw-in. That that one hit hit our uh, Mad Fantasy inbox. Uh, actually, the one I was going to ask you guys about, uh, Gator, don't play no shizza, says, "Would you trade Gabe Davis in a late second? Nah. For- 23 1. Did you? I, I gotta know. Did you edit? Did you edit that guy's username because we're family friendly? No. Shizza is his actual username. Okay, fair enough. Gabe Davis and a it, and what? A late second for a 2023 20, 1. Nah. You guys are Gabe owners. Nah. No? Nah. Okay. You, I, I, we all. I, Gabe Davis is going to be solid. Let the man explode, dude. He's going to be worth more. He's going to be worth more. He's going to be very, very good. Come this time next year, yeah, he's not. You know Gabe Davis. You know Gabe Davis is on the Buffalo Bills. High-powered offense. He's got Josh Allen throwing him the ball. 
Uh, Hang on, let me top tier quarterback. Beggs hates to project, so keep that in mind when you're explaining this to him. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm I'm stating facts. You're trading him away for a first round pick. Is that going to be? We don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, Gabe Davis is on a high powered offense with a top tier quarterback. You don't know what you're getting in the first round. Yeah. It sounds like a hedge. It's a hedge to me, really. Is You've picked up the golden nugget off the waiver wire last year or this year. Whenever you happen to acquire Gabe Davis, you, you grab the nugget off the waiver wire and you've got it, and someone is trying to hedge and make you sell that golden nugget for less than what the true value can be. For what man's gonna, Wait a second. For what it can be. Did that, Next did, year, is he saying he's trading Gabe Davis and a second for the first? Yes. Correct. No. That's, That's fair no. value, though. That's fair value. He hasn't. He, he hasn't done it yet. He that's, wanted to say that so bad. But, I know. And, and, but he realized that he's, that's like his go-to saying, and it's so stupid. Yep. No. So, so if somebody gave you the one hundred and one for twenty twenty three for Gabe Davis in a second. You're still saying no? Because that's what this pick could be. We don't know. Uh, yeah, because I'm overpaying. Give me my pick back, and then we can talk. <laughs> okay. That late second <laughs> that much to you. It says the guy who hates all second-round picks. Is round it a pick. late second? It's just the fact it's that I'm not second. overpaying, regardless of what that second-round pick is. Because you're, you're right. I mean, draft picks are dart throws, but I'm not going to overpay. Just because I don't value draft picks – Okay. Doesn't mean I don't know what the value of them is. I just value them less than other people, and I'm not going to overpay. Okay, it, take out the pick in a bubble. Are you trading Gabe Davis for the one-on-one in 2023? Yeah. Yep. Are you trading him for the 104 straight up? Mm. I'd have to see the guys all coming out and the mocks. Wow. I'm not doing it right now. I'm not doing it right now. No, absolutely not right now. I need to see who has the. I'm going for a running back regardless. If, but, I, if I'm at the 101, I'm taking the best running back in the game that's coming into the pros. That's fine. I can easily say goodbye, Gabe Davis. I loved you. Uh, peace. The 104, man, <laughs> uh, I'm not getting this. Peace. <laughs> Did you, if I'm not getting a stud running back, then I, I don't know about it, man. Would you trade if, if, if you own Tyreek Hill? Would it take the 104 to get Tyreek Hill off of you? Would it take the 104 to get Tyreek Hill off of me? I see it's about his price point. It'd be tough. It'd be very tough because he's only got a few more years left of being the cheetah, man. I, I, I know what you're saying. I don't like the one for one. I don't like it at all. That's that's like the Titans just this offseason during the draft sending away A.J. Brown for Traylon Burks. Like... I mean, I guess if you believe in someone, that's fine. But I'm not, as Wayne just said just now, I'm not going to trade away Gabe Davis, who I think is going to the moon for another wide receiver that we don't know where he's going, have no ideas about him at all. Could end, More than likely, we'll end up in a worse situation than, than he's in. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, there's, there's very few spots better than where he's currently at. Yeah. I agree. The point I'm trying to make is I know you guys are super high on Gabe Davis, and that is fine. I, I totally understand why. I've never knocked you for it. 
but other people may not be as high, right? And you can't put if Tyreek's Hill value is about that mark, then him and him and Gabe Davis don't belong in the same breath right now, right? They just don't. It's fair. It's fair. It's fair. You know, uh, to me, I, I think Devonta Smith right now is better than Gabe Davis. Now, Gabe Davis could explode, sure. Doing pit? Can I get a doing pit? That Devonta Smith has a better year this year than Gabe Davis? Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I had to say it before Wayne could. I'm not going to do it that. Uh, but, but, but to me, concrete I, slab of a human being. Concrete, concrete slab concrete of a human slab. being. I'm the foundation of a home. Man, the, an L.A. The, concrete slab, which all has all the cracks in it. Flaccid, the point, the point I'm trying to make is about Devonta it. Smith. It, that's about the that's about it. Devonta Smith. You're not going to give away Devonta Smith for anything later than a 106 because you drafted him before that. You're just not. And he showed enough in his first year. You're going to get a top five. You want a top five pick. He didn't show enough for you to bank on that's the point. Gabe Davis. Mm. Are, you, are you giving away Devonta Smith for 107? You're not. You're not going to do it. So you're you're valuing Gabe Davis. Where are you valuing Gabe Davis then? Because if you're saying Devonta Smith is a 106, you know Gabe. You're saying Gabe Davis has a better year this year. So what is Gabe Davis to you? I think Gabe Davis is a right now, as of this moment, is is a late first for me. But but okay. I'm saying. Hang on, hang on, Goni. Goni, if I coerce him into this, I get it. How is Devonta Smith? Worth a 106, but yes. you're not willing to stand on it and say he's going to have a better season than somebody you value as a late first. Because I'm it can talking, be a double doink, Wayne. I'm talking about trade value. Because Devonta Smith was a top five draft pick in rookie drafts last year. It doesn't matter. Once it happens, like once the season happens, it, we're not looking at that. You know, but I it's, it's out like, the window after. It's that. like the James Robinson situation. Nobody's going, no, where did he go last year? No, his value soared. Value drops and raises. You don't look at where you drafted him last year. You look at what he did for you the past year. And no one's going to say, oh, you got him off the free agent, the waiver wire, so I'm not going to give you fair market value because you got him for some fab dollars. He's worth what he's worth because of what he did. Value 100% changes the year after the draft. You don't. Devonta Smith has had a year under his belt. You don't you don't look you don't completely bypass the year that he just had and look at yeah well here's my value because that's where I drafted him before this year started. No, that the point I'm trying to make is is he was drafted at about the 105 in rookie drafts and he's produced about where you, about what you thought you were getting with the 105. In his one year of production, I think you're pretty pleased as a Devonta Smith owner, no? Yeah, no, like I, I'll agree with you on that. He did all right as a rookie. So what I'm saying is, is if I drafted Devonta Smith based on his production, I'm not going to want to get anything worse than what I paid for. But time out, man. The situation around him has changed. He was drafted to be the man. That's what Begley's okay? not hitting. Like he's like yeah, he was like drafted to be the man. They're paying a guy a hundred million dollars over the next four years to be the man. I get what you're they saying. They don't throw the ball a lot already as it is. It's not like he's going to have a monster target share there or anything. This, him, this is my Dave, they're both number twos on their own on their offenses. They're both number twos at this point. Yeah. Them offenses are very unequal, but go ahead. I don't disagree with that, Wayne. But Devonta Smith did more in his rookie season 
than Gabe Davis has done in his career to this point. No? It doesn't. Am I right or wrong on that? It doesn't matter. We're talking about a trade right now. Exactly. Devonta Smith has got more on-the-field production. So to want more than – if you're you're a Gabe Davis owner, right, to want to shoot for anything higher than, in my opinion, a – 110 is you're 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 holding him on hype and that's okay to do that but not everybody has has hyped him in the same regards as you have I, that's the point I'm the point I'm making is I don't care where I drafted Devonta Smith I care about what's happened this past year what happened this past year Devonta Smith's value dropped because they got a number one wide receiver there and Gabe Davis's value increased because they got rid of another receiver. I don't care about when I drafted them. Their situations are completely different from what they Perfect did last example. year. This offseason is different. Listening. You're not listening. Gabe, Gabe Davis is, couldn't beat out Emmanuel Sanders for two years. You don't. You, the coaching staff had no loyalty to Emmanuel Sanders. He's on a one-year deal. I think it was a vet men last year. He couldn't. He couldn't win the job. I get what you're saying. You guys are projecting them to the moon. I'm on. I support. I'm on board with it. Cool. I, I don't. I don't. I think you guys are justified in telling that way. And so, if in your own intrinsic trade value is higher, that's fine. I'm saying, in terms of these questions, to say you want a 104 for Gabe Davis, it's a little high. It's not considering his situation has changed for the better. Okay. He's getting the opportunity now, man. The perfect example that I had for you is look at Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett was being mock drafted way high in the first three or four rounds last year. That man is left for dead now. So I, Absolutely left for dead. Some people He's just, done plenty in his career. Some people just need their shot because you know what? Gabe Davis got a shot last year. Where's Cole Beasley now? Where's Emmanuel Sanders now? Gabe Davis got his shot and he and he capitalized. And now that's why we, why we project him to the moon. And now that's why your knees started clacking when, whenever you were offered Gabe Davis versus Devonta Smith. Doink, bet, doink, bet, doink, Dude, bet. Daniel Sanders is 35. Okay? Marshmallow soft of a man. He, he, Gabe Davis Flaccid. Gabe couldn't beat out a 33- and a 34-year-old receiver in Emmanuel Sanders. It just didn't happen. Cole Beasley's 33, dude. These guys are old. It, they're not pushed out because of Gabe Davis. Cole Beasley had a career year, though, with Buffalo after not having any great years with the Cowboys before that. Right. Which is okay, crazy so he was brought such a in to play offense. the slot. They have a high-powered offense that was much better than Dallas's was when he was there, apparently. And he shined. And he just doesn't, he doesn't want to get his COVID shots, so that man's out. Exactly. It has nothing to do with Gabe Davis, but they play a d- different position anyway. I mean, Cole's on the slot exclusively. Gabe plays I mean, on the side. I don't know. A 104 for Gabe is, is that's that's a little high, gentlemen. That's a little high. That's good because I don't want the 104. I'm holding Gabe Davis. <laughs> it's a little high. And you, you guys are turning it into something it's not. You're not listening to what I'm trying to say. I'm saying that's a little high, and that's okay. I look not. forward to this conversation next year when. I'm like, oh, remember when you wanted me to take the so, 104? I, I'll look at all the 103s, and we'll see how they do. We'll see how they do compared to Gabe Davis. I don't. That's I just it. don't know why Begley's making this argument and just completely just all the all the off season roster changes that have happened. He's just completely ignoring them. And it's not part of the argument. Let me make my argument and completely ignore the situations. <laughs> you just you didn't listen to anything I said. You had a point that you wanted to get out, and you'd be daggone no matter what I said. It didn't matter. Hey, hey, as soon as I said Devonta Smith, alarm bells went off, and your ears closed. Listen, listen, Mad Mob. This we are not sponsored. 
by by Michelin in any way, shape, or form. But we do have the Michelin man in here with the with the L.A. hat on. <laughs> it's Biggs, by the way, for you those of you that aren't watching. Yeah, it was marshmallow joke. Soft man. What's the opposite of concrete? The Stay Puffed Marshmallow guy. Get out of here. What's the opposite of concrete? Uh, water? I don't. I don't know. No, because isn't Clouds? water concrete sometimes? Like if you jump from. I'm not sure. We'll just I'm say the sure. opposite of concrete is uh, Christopher Begley. Mm. You see my doinks. I put my money where my mouth is. Hey, Man, you, you did you not that tail one. Ran just now, boy. Yeah, you're pretty high on uh, Devonta Smith there. Was I'm just comparing trade values. Man, trade values and on the field production are two different. Can I things. can I get a doink that says Gabe Davis has higher trade value than Devonta Smith next year? Oh, it's all abstract, huh? Come on, man. I would trade Gabe Davis for the 104 right now. This is the perfect. This is exactly the perfect scenario to bring in the bro segment. (laughs) I've already had. I've already had my bro segment. He's talking about. Man, I I like it. I like the play they're going. Throw out some abstract don't bet trade, and then get mad when I don't accept it. I like it. Throw out something unreasonable. So, That's so. a page out of Wayne's playbook right there. Oh, expect oh, better. Oh, what did I do? I'm just... I expect better. Man, I threw a name peeps over here. I threw a name out there for comparison. It was a bad name. All right, you Mad picked Mom. the wrong name, man. And uh, the ears closed. Another Q and A in the books. I'm cutting this off, Lord. It's an, we're coming up on an hour and forty. Uh, YouTube, Mad Fantasy Football Podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Samsung, Google. Find us on all of it. Twitter, at MadFFPodcast. Facebook page, Mad Fantasy Football Podcast. Email us, MadFFPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Reddit, Mad underscore FF underscore podcast. We appreciate you all. Uh, we will see you next time. We'll probably have a meat and potatoes episode for you sometime this week. Goni's uh, finally back from Seattle, so... We can get going with that again. Uh, Mad Mob, we're out. Devonta Smith. Peace. Thank you so much. Blast it, thank you.